This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. It's always good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And yesterday afternoon at Lone Depot Park in Miami, we had a rubber match over the weekend between the Marlins and the Cincinnati Reds. Marlins had an opportunity to win back-to-back series for the first time in a long time. They sent their young left-hander, Jesus Lazardo, to the mound. He went opposite of the Reds' right-hander, Tyler Malley. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Welcome back to Lone Depot Park, where this afternoon the Marlins have defeated the Cincinnati Reds 2-1 the final. Marlins win this series two games out of three. It was a good, well-pitched, well-defended ball game, an exciting game that went right down to the very last pitch today, and the Marlins find a way to get it done. Jesus Luzardo got the ball for Miami, making start number six as a Marlin, the hometown kid matching up with Tyler Malley, 10-4 and coming in for the Reds. The first five times after Luzardo had not gone the way he would have hoped. He came into this one 2-3 and three as a Marlin with a 9.67 ERA. He was not getting deep into games. He wasn't throwing enough strikes. Uh, when he was throwing strikes, he was getting hit around a little bit. Gave up 10 hits his last time out against the Nationals. And today, right out of the gate, he was in immediate trouble. Jonathan India led off the first inning with a double off the wall in left center field. Tyler Stevenson then drew a walk. So two batters in, you had that here-we-go-again feeling with Luzardo. First and second, nobody out in the first inning, but he came back. He struck out the very dangerous Nick Castellanos for the first out. He caught Joey Votto looking at strike three, a generous strike three call from Edwin Moscoso, but it counts as out number two. And he got Kyle Farmer to hit a comebacker. The one-three putout ended the inning. So after the first two men reached against Luzardo in the top of the first, Jesus able to come back and sit down the side, keeping this game scoreless into the bottom of the inning. Remember, the Marlins had the big first inning, a five-run first, their biggest of the year, to beat the Reds 6-1 in yesterday's game. And they jumped on Cincinnati in the first inning again here today. Didn't look good early on. Miguel Rojas robbed a great play at shortstop by Kyle Farmer for the first out. Jazz Chisholm retired, and a good play in right field by Nick Castellanos for the second out. But then Jesus Aguilar with a single. So with two outs, Marlins had a man on for a home run hero in the first inning yesterday, Jesus Sanchez. The 3-2 Aguilar runs, and Sanchez gets a hold of one deep down the right field line. Is it fair or foul? That is a fair ball and a two-run home run. Sanchez strikes in the first for the second game in a row, and it's 2-0 Miami. Yesterday was 443 feet out to right center field. Today, a mere 415 for Sanchez. So two first inning home runs in the last two games, traveling a combined 858 feet. And Luzardo and the Marlins had that 2 nothing lead at the end of one. Now remember, Luzardo allowed the first two men to reach in the first inning. He then retired the next three in a row. He got the first man, Eugenio Suarez, and grounded to third in the second before Tyler Naquin reached on an error, a misplayed ground ball by Jazz Chisholm at second base. But that would be the last Reds base runner for a long, long time because Luzardo got on a roll, he would go on to retire the next 14 consecutive Cincinnati batters 
and this game stayed 2-0 all the way into the seventh inning. Tyler Malley for the Reds, seven innings, a four-hit, two-run ball, walked two, struck out six, allowed the home run in the first to Sanchez. That was it. Through 104 pitches, 66 strikes. As for Luzardo, he began the seventh, having set down 14 straight and 18 of 19 after the first two batters reached in the first inning. The only man to reach after that first inning against him had been Naquin on the error by Chisholm in the second. But when Luzardo hit the first batter, Joey Votto leading off the seventh inning with a 2 to nothing lead, Don Mattingly decided it was time to dip into the bullpen. He brought Anthony Bender into the game with Kyle Farmer at the plate. Bender got a ground ball into the hole at shortstop. Miguel Rojas ranged to his right. He fielded the ball, went to Jazz at second for the force out on Votto. Chisholm then hurried to throw to first base on a bang-bang play. Farmer was called safe. The Marlins challenged the call, and an instant replay was overturned. It winds up being a terrific 6-4-3 double play, started beautifully by Rojas, turned magnificently by Chisholm. So just like that, Bender gets a double play, two outs, nobody on. He then caught Eugenio Suarez looking at strike three to end the inning. Suarez was ejected from the game, arguing the call with the home plate umpire Edwin Moscoso. Reds had several issues with Moscoso in this game, so it stayed 2 nothing through 7. In the 8th, Bender walked leadoff man Tyler Naquin. Naquin would finish the day 0-2 for 2 with that walk, the end of a 17-game hitting streak for him, which was tied for the fourth longest in Major League Baseball this year. Aristides Aquino struck out for the first out in the eighth, but the Reds had a chance, trailing 2-0. They brought the tying man to the plate, one out eighth inning. The newcomer is Struble Cabrera facing Anthony Bender. Here's the 1-2 offering, and Cabrera hits one on the ground right side. Jazz to Rojas to first, a double play. Inning over. This time it goes 4-6-3. Two more big outs for the Marlins. No runs, no hits, nobody left on here in the top of the eighth inning. So he went to the ninth. It was still the Marlins two, and the Cincinnati Reds nothing. Luzardo, the first six innings plus, one hit, no runs, one walk. He equaled his career best with eight strikeouts in this game. Hit a batter, 94 pitches, 56 strikes, and far and away his best start for Miami. Anthony Bender then... Two no-hit, no-run innings with a walk and two strikeouts. So that got the ball into the hands of Dylan Floro for the ninth inning, looking to nail down the 2-0 victory. The inning began with a four-pitch walk to Jonathan India. He had to face the top of the order in the ninth. You knew it wouldn't be easy, and things got uh, exponentially harder when he walked a leadoff man, meaning the Reds would bring the tying man to the plate with nobody out in the ninth inning. Tyler Stevenson then hit a little chopper toward third base. Anderson had to charge it, and by the time he fielded it, he knew he had no play at first base. Went as an infield hit, just like that. The Reds had first and second. The tying man on, nobody out in the ninth inning. They bring the go-ahead man to the plate. Shogo Akiyama pinch ran at first base for Stevenson, so the Reds picked up some speed. Akiyama at first, India at second base, nobody out in the ninth inning. Nick Castellanos, very dangerous hitter grounded to first base for the first out. He went 0 for 4 today. He had been 10 for 23 against Marlins pitching in the first six games these teams contested this year. That out, though, the first of the ninth, got the runners to second and third, so all of a sudden a base hit could tie the game. Yet India at third base. Stevenson, or the pinch runner for Stevenson, Akiyama at second, with one out in the ninth when Dylan Floro went after the always dangerous Joey Votto. Tying man at second, one out ninth inning. The 2-2 to Votto. 
Swing and a fly ball, center field. Sierra drifting into left center, shy of the track, makes the catch, runner tags India. He'll score from third. Strong one bounce throw into third base, keeping the big man Akiyama at second. So a sacrifice fly for Joey Votto. It's a two to one game, but that's the second out in the ninth. So the Marlins were not away from a victory. The Reds, though, were a base hit away from tying the game with Akiyama, the speedster at second base, and two outs in the ninth. They were a home run away from taking the lead when Dylan Floro went after Kyle Farmer. Floro comes to the plate. Farmer swings and a miss. Floro strikes him out, and the Marlins win it. They take the ball game 2-1. to one. They take the series 2-1. to one. And they go 4-2 and two on this six-game homestand against the Washington Nationals and the Cincinnati Reds. For the Marlins, the fourth time this year, they have won back-to-back -back series. They did it in Atlanta and at home against the Giants in April. They did it in Philadelphia and at home against the Mets in May. And they did it at home against the Rockies and the Braves between June 8th and June 13th. That was the last time more than two months ago the Marlins had celebrated back-to-back -back series wins. But they get it done in this homestand. Losing game one, but then winning the next two against the Nationals. Losing game one and then taking the next two against these Cincinnati Reds. For the Marlins, two runs, four hits, one error, two left. For the Reds, one run, two hits, no errors. They strand four in the game. Jesus Luzardo, the winning pitcher, three and three for Miami, five and seven overall this year. Tyler Malley takes the loss, ten and five. Dylan Floro with his seventh save of the year. This one took two hours, 36 minutes to complete. Marlins with the win, go four and two in the homestand. They improved to 55 and 76 on the season. They're now two games over at home, 34 and 32 here at Lone Depot Park. As for the Reds, it's a two and four road trip. They dropped two out of three against the central leading Brewers. They now have lost two out of three here in Miami. They came into town having won six of the last eight games. Reds fall to 71 and 61. They started the game uh, the day two games up on the Padres in the race for the second wildcard spot in the National League. The Reds with this setback now 35 and 32 on the road. Marlins pitchers struck out 11 in this game. That means $275 the Marlins Foundation. Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. Every time Marlins pitcher strikes out an opponent this year, Marlins again donating $25 to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative as the Marlins and Auto Nation once again in 2021 partner to strike out cancer in our communities. For the season now, 1,112 strikeouts and $27,800 already pledged to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. More good coming out of this ball game. Marlins Scored two runs in this 2-1 to one victory. For each Marlins run scored at home this season, Lone Depot is going to donate $50 to the Miami Marlins Foundation. Money contributed will help to expand youth baseball and softball opportunities at the Boys and Girls Club of Miami-Dade. So with the two runs today, another $100 from Lone Depot to the Miami Marlins Foundation. Marlins over the Reds, 2-1. to one. The Reds now head home. They've got a six-game homestand coming up. Cincinnati... Uh, when they get home, we'll not have the day off tomorrow as the Marlins do. They've got the Cardinals waiting for three games, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. They'll be off on Thursday before hosting the Tigers. After the Marlins, tomorrow is a travel day on to New York. They've got four games and three days against the Mets to look forward to. They've got the resumption of the suspended game at 1-10 Tuesday, the regularly scheduled game at 7-10 Tuesday. The resumption will be a nine-inning game. The regularly scheduled game will be a seven-inning game. 
Don't have the order yet, but we anticipate Eliezer Hernandez and Edward Cabrera making the starts in those two ball games. Uh, Zach Thompson will pitch the Wednesday game against the Mets. Sandy Acantra will go on Thursday. All we know for the Mets so far is that Taiwan Walker is slated to pitch in one of the Tuesday games. They haven't announced anything beyond that. So 110 and 710 in a day night doubleheader Tuesday, then a pair of 710 games at City Field Wednesday and Thursday. The Marlins and the struggling New York Mets. Powerball just got more powerful with more days to play and more ways to win. Play the new powered up Powerball from the Florida Lottery. Real nice win for the Marlins, huh? 2-1 victors over the Cincinnati Reds. They claim a series victory. Got a little dicey there in the ninth inning, but Jesus Luzardo was fantastic on Sunday afternoon. Let's hear from Marlins manager Don Mattingly afterwards. Thanks, Daniel. Hey, Donnie, you guys have talked about it. Just knowing that Jesus Luzardo has the stuff, uh, to see it in action the way you saw it today, just how much did you feel this was a, a, a big step forward in the right direction for him? Yeah, it's been getting there. Last last outing, lots lots smaller misses today. Obviously in the zone, and and um, it just kind of keeps going. And that's really what we talked about with him is we want to be able to, you know, hopefully be consistent with the message, uh, get him on track, hopefully get some consistent outings through the end of the year, and let him go to work in the winter. He just mentioned the importance of. Sandy Leon behind the plate, really being that calming presence for him. Uh, what did you think of the way, you know, Sandy called the game today and was able to work with Jesus? No, Sandy was great. And, um, you know, I think when Sandy's back there, um, and you, you have to be careful how you say it, but it seems like our pitchers, he puts it down, they're throwing it. And, and that takes a lot of weight off of, uh, you know, young guys like – Jesus and Edouard and guys like that. Um, when you have young starters, um, it takes a while for them to understand, you know, most of them, uh, where they should be going, why, game planning, all of that. So the catcher takes a lot of pressure off of those young starters. Jordan? Yeah, hey, Donio, Lazardo goes back out in the seventh. Was the plan just to let him keep going until somebody got on base? Was there a pitch count that you were looking for him to get up to or a pitch count cap that you would have taken him out at? The, what was the plan out there with letting him run out there in the seventh? No, you're, you're right on. It was, it was one guy at a time. Um, he pitched way too good to let him, you know, like get a, you know, leave guys out there and then all of a sudden he gets an L. Uh, he pitched way too good, and he was out of pitch count. He was in, you know, in his 90s. Uh, it felt like it was okay for Votto. If he gets Votto, they would give him another guy. He was throwing the ball good. Uh, but once he hits Joey with that breaking ball, uh, that's kind of the end of the day with, with the righties coming up at that spot right behind him. And then Jesus Sanchez, again, another first inning home run, gives you guys the lead, gives you guys your only run. Just, again, the comfortability you're seeing with him now that he is back after missing that, that month-long stretch. Yeah, that home run was huge. Uh, and I thought the whole first inning, if you really think about it, they get the first two guys on. Uh, Jesus Lozardo gets us out of that, you know, gets himself out of that mess, uh, you know, throws up the zero, and then we get the two. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a big momentum swing in an inning where, you know, they have a chance to jump out in front. And I talked about it early in the series. You know, they seem to jump us the whole 
uh, whole time in, in, in Cincy and the first game here. And the last couple of games, we've been able to jump out there, uh, put pressure on them. Um, so obviously, Jesus, you know, big swing there. Um, but again, you know, talking the same way about today that I talked about yesterday, uh, Jesus has got a chance to be a force. Uh, obviously, I think there's steps that he can continue to take to get better. Uh, and that's everybody always, but uh, he has a chance to, to be a monster. Christina? Donnie, going back to Lizardo, you know, a lot. Uh, he did well today. What's maybe the thing that stands out most to you? You know what we like today? I think just slowed the game down a little bit. I think one of the things with him, we've been, yeah, I shouldn't say we because it's mostly male, but I, I listen in and watch his bullpens, is to get him to slow down, uh, be, um, be small with where he wants to go with the ball, uh, know exactly where he wants to throw it, not just being happy throwing the ball over the plate uh, and slowing himself down. He seemed to have that want to get the ball and throw it again, want to get the ball and throw it again. And we want him to be able to, you know, as he worked in his pen to make pitches and evaluate, you know, did that ball go where you want it? If it didn't, why? And what's your correction? And that's been going on like every pin. And I think we've seen a lot more of it last outing. And then this outing was even, was even better. Steve? Don, what'd you think of ball strike calls today in general? Well, it's hard for me to think about it because you don't, you know, you don't every, there's a lot of complaining. I'll say that. And both sides, I heard a lot of our guys coming back uh, complaining. Uh, obviously they had some guys complaining. So yeah, I don't know what the, what else to say about that. And you mentioned the first inning, how big is that called third strike on Votto there on a three, two pitch? Well, it's, it's obviously a big out. Oh, and and uh, you get that out there, you, you got two outs uh, and first and second instead of, or maybe second, I don't know. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if the runners moved or not. Um, but you got two outs uh, instead of the bases loaded, right, with one and, and getting to their little bit of a right-handed section of their order. So obviously, you know, getting Joey out any time has been a battle. Uh, but that one right there in particular was a big out because it, you know, it took a little pressure off that inning. Lewis? Hey, Don, um, you haven't been asked about it yet, but we noticed today Lazardo was, in fact, wearing glasses that we'd seen him wearing earlier in his career with Oakland. Did you notice if that made any tangible difference in the way that he performed today, if that aided him in any way, shape, or form? Yeah, I'm not sure about why or where he warm before or not. Um, I think a lot more has to do with him slowing down, him making pitches, uh, glasses or no glasses. I don't know what, uh, how much difference, unless he can't see without him and he's been pitching without him. <laughs> I guess that would make a difference. <laughs> but in general, it, it's going to be about repeating delivery, getting the ball where you need to get to in the zone, him slowing down and making pitches. Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins 2-1 victory and series victory over the Cincinnati Reds. A good homestand for the Marlins. They collect four wins in six tries over the course of a six-game homestand at Lone Depot Park. 
last week. Marlins are off today. They'll be back at it in New York tomorrow for a doubleheader. The Marlins need to resume a game from early April in New York beginning at 110. It'll be a full regulation nine-inning game following the conclusion of game one. We will play again a seven-inning game at 710. For the 110 game, we'll hit the air at 1240 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network driven by AutoNation. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.